Welcome to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi, nerds. Welcome back to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. We hope your summer has been going great. Uh, Both of ours have been, I would say, pretty good. I'm currently on a staycation at home, which means I took vacation days but couldn't go uh, couldn't afford to go to Florida like I had wanted, so I'm at my house for vacation. Oh, I'm in I'm in my closet. I went to work today. I just got home. So the closet's a little like a staycation. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's no staycation. <laughs> it's not a staycation. Not even I went to work today. I commuted. I did work. I wore work attire. I wore um clothes i guess they're workout clothes but honestly not even like the kind of clothes you normally uh, go to public except walmart and so that's about yeah. <laughs> how my staycation is going so and my husband is doing a sleep study tomorrow which definitely sounds like vacation yeah it's a great end of the summer <laughs> a great way to spend your your free paid time off <laughs> at least it's paid well true and at least he doesn't have to go to work after he's done with it and you know all of that so yeah yes real life is boring yes but what has been <laughs> not boring recently is news in the nerd pop culture geekdom world because holy cow there is so much going on and so much being announced and it was a little difficult to keep up with Right, we could have done a like a two-hour nerd news every week for the past month and a half. Yes, there was so much. And so in today's episode, we're not even going to remotely cover all of it because that will be a four-hour episode. <laughs> so hopefully this is just the best curated, most interesting bits of what's been going on over the last couple months including from Comic-Con, D23, which just happened a couple weeks ago now. And I think D23 is only every three years. It's not every other, is right? It? I think it's only, it's definitely not every year. Oh, I thought it was every year. No, it's it's definitely not every year. It's um for every three, for sure. I'd have to double check. But so when they do have one, there's obviously a ton of announcements. Yes, especially with, they have to do all their park announcements, they usually do for like the next several years, mm-hmm. and with Disney Plus coming out, when does that come out? Um, well, you can already Suit? sign up for it. Oh, of course. You can plug in your credit card at any time, but when do you actually <laughs> get when, access? When do you get access? Uh, it's, it's fairly soon. When is Disney Plus launching my friend google who is on the podcast as a guest today will be helping us it is going to be launching on november 12th unless okay so right um, around yes unless you're in australia then you get november 19th you gotta wait an extra week oh just australia like it's november 12th for the rest of the whole world yes well the whole world as in united states canada and the netherlands I'd, nobody oh. else gets it. <laughs> so. <laughs> that, not even 
like the United Kingdom or Scotland or Britain or anywhere in Africa? Uh, no, apparently. Or South America? Apparently not currently. I would imagine maybe more countries are coming later on. So we'll see. But we can talk a little bit more about that when we get into what was going on at D23 Expo this year. But to kick things off, one of the, I would say, saddest pieces of news that has come out in the, the last couple months. At least it was sad Yeah, to me. which <laughs> I think it's very sad. Yes, it's very <laughs> sad. <laughs> uh, Disney-related, but not a D23 thing. It came out after that, that Spider-Man will no longer be in the MCU because the Spider-Man deal between Disney and Sony has ended. So Sony has owned Spider-Man for a long time, back when, I think, I don't know, maybe the 80s? Marvel was, like, doing an Oprah, and like, you get a character. You get a character. <laughs> Here's your IP. You get a character. Your IP. Your IP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sony got Spider-Man. Uh, Sony has made made all the Tobey Maguire ones, the Andrew Garfield movies, and Into the Spider-Verse have all been Sony Spider-Man. But after Disney bought Marvel, they made a deal with Sony involving some Marvel stuff, including um, Marvel's Superhero Island in Universal Studios Orlando. That gets to stay as long as it's kept up. And as of right now, Disney has said they won't build any any rides related to the same characters that are in Universal. So that's why there's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride going into Epcot, because that's not they are not a franchise with Universal Sony stuff. Yes. But you won't see like a Spider Man ride in Florida. Anyway. They also had this deal that if the things I looked at are correct they could use Spider-Man in the MCU, and they very quickly integrated him into Civil War, and he has been mini Iron Man since. It was very clear uh, in the last in wow, it was very clear in Far From Home that they've kind of set him up as like the next Iron Man. Yeah, he's Phase Two for yeah. the franchise. Yeah, he's he's as Iron Man was the center of Phase One, Spider-Man was the center of Phase Two. But not anymore, because they had a deal. Sony would get 95% of some proceeds. Not all of the proceeds. There's no way they're getting 95% of any Marvel movie that had Spider-Man in it. Um, And Disney got 5%. And supposedly, Disney came back and wanted 50-50. And Sony said, go to hell. (laughs) And grabbed spider-man by the hand and pulled him out of the room basically <laughs> literally uh, what happened <laughs> kevin Feige, Feige, that dude uh confirmed it after a few days tom holland gave a very enthusiastic statement that he will continue to be spider-man and make great movies but it seemed sad yes because i mean what they had so much planned for him, and Tom Holland was living his best Marvel Disney life. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the Spider-Man movies will be bad now, but what are they going to do with it? Because they can't... Yeah. They've, he's been set up on this Iron Man path solidly in the MCU, but none of them can be there anymore. Yeah. Like, and they can't... I'm assuming they can't really reference each other in movies anymore. So, you know, Peter was a big part of Endgame and... Infinity War before that so is everybody else Marvel Universe just not gonna mention Peter anymore and not be like hey you know that kid that like really helped us a lot where's he at (laughs) where'd he go yeah is it just gonna ignore that he existed and ignore that he has you know a suit and now the glasses and all of that made by Tony which is pretty heavy duty you know technology and equipment so, yeah, it, that'll be really weird to see how that goes. And are they allowed to reference everything up until this point so that the ride in Disneyland is still fine? Or I don't know. It seems like it's, you know, it's a lot of rich people fighting over insane amounts of money. Yeah. And it's Disney throwing their weight around and Sony cutting off their nose to spite their own face basically yeah like i'm not saying disney was in the right they're a huge conglomerate and it kind of worries me sometimes how much disney owns yes (laughs) of things (laughs) but i don't know i just i'm sad because we finally got to a place where the spider-man's in the world with the peter parker and tom holland in the mcu and Miles in Spider-Verse are, like, super good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Mans were bad, but they were rocky. Yeah, or... Besides the very first Spider-Man. Yeah, and it, it wasn't necessarily their party that were the issue. It was just the package as a whole <laughs> ended up not working quite as well. Yeah. But, I don't know, Um, as of yesterday, it looks like the CEO of Sony said that it is definitely a closed door for now which is sad uh but maybe maybe there'll be some hope down the road that they can work this out yeah i'm bummed me too um something a lot less sad so i can't remember which podcast it was we talked about the el camino was it tequila brand uh, that they had yeah it's some sort of hard liquor and we thought that at the time Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston were just you know kind of playing up the oh are we making a Breaking Bad movie oh nope it's actually this this cool new alcohol we have and we thought that was kind of it so I mean the alcohol is real like that is a, a venture that is happening also called El Camino I'm pretty sure and it is yeah it's the same name yes and uh the movie also called El Camino, is supposed to follow Jesse after the events of the series finale of Breaking Bad. I think we talked about this a long time ago in an episode where we were debating if a Breaking Bad movie would even be satisfying or fun to watch because at the time we were saying logically we knew things could not end well for Jesse. He was probably going to get arrested as soon as he drove away. There was other people that still 
wanted him to pay for what Walt had done and you know all of that it just it wouldn't be a happy ending for Jesse no matter what even though he got out of that situation in the last episode but ending it that way allowed me to believe that maybe Jesse did get to run away to Alaska and be a painter and or whatever (laughs) you know have a nice quiet life (laughs) so I mean now I'm in this situation where they're gonna make me watch this movie of course because it's Breaking Bad one of the greatest shows of all time and I am curious to know what happened to Jesse but I have a feeling it's gonna be sad and (laughs) that kind of bumps me out yeah it's um I think we talked about it last fall when rumors were going out about it and we were both like yeah Push, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> don't and then earlier this summer when brian cranston and aaron paul were joking around with their pictures together on social media people were freaking out and then they were like el camino liquor we made together i loved it i thought it was a great like yeah gag <laughs> but it wasn't a gag <laughs> jokes on me they <laughs> also made the movie with the same name and I think one of the things that series did so well is they followed the little rule of when you have a very big story, you close up all the important things, but you leave a little line open for your characters to yeah. go somewhere and allowing your reader or your viewer to decide what could have happened after that. And Jesse was the perfect little thread. Like we closed up Walt, we closed up the whole story. But Jesse was the little line that went pew off yeah. the page. And then you could decide what happened. And we decided he went to yeah. become a painter in Alaska. <laughs> I I mean, I guess this can be kind of like an epilogue, right? Where they just artistically wanted an opportunity to explore where this was going. And necessarily seemed to be like a huge money grab or something because... They're putting it on Netflix. There's been no trailer, just a poster and an announcement of its existence. It's Mm -hmm. September 5th now. We're like barely a month away and we have very little information on it, except that after it premieres on Netflix, at some point it will air on AMC. So I am kind of interested because it's kind of like, if you want to watch it, it's here. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. So... It'll yeah. be interesting. I think that's, I think when I think about it, that's kind of how Netflix advertises that. Well, true. Like the last season of Orange is the New Black, they didn't release a trailer trailer until like three weeks before. Yeah, they do, they do things on kind of a different timeline for a lot of things. Yes. Like a month or less, depending on what yeah. it is. Stranger Things, I think, was a special case. But even then, the first trailers didn't come out until Stranger Things. They obviously have, like, they're having the houses at Universal Horror Nights this year. And, like, there's, like, a merchandising realm that's gone well beyond Netflix. So that's probably where some of that comes into. But yeah, um, I guess I should maybe all the way caught up on Better Call Saul and before it comes out, just in case there's any references <laughs> to that yeah i would be very pleased if it somehow references at the cinnabon the in omaha yeah um and if omaha i when i moved here i went looking for that cinnabon we ryan took me to both malls 
and there wasn't even a Cinnabon there. And then I found out the Cinnabon in the mall is in New well. Mexico. Well. And I was very sad. How dare you? <laughs> but Better Call Saul is... I don't know when the next season comes out, but it is firing on all cylinders, and it is very yes, good. Yes, I'm a couple seasons behind, so I've been reading too much this year. I got really behind on shows, so... Oh, what a I weird complaint. I can't do both, apparently. <laughs> I need to find some balance. So, yeah, I, after that does come out, we will both have to review it on the yes, podcast. Yes, we'll definitely so. watch it. Yeah. Other things to look forward to, uh, there's been a lot, a lot of trailers that have come out in the last couple months. Uh, this is a really short highlighted list that kind of sticks to the nerdy sci-fi type realm. Um, some things that we've mentioned before, that kind of thing. But I mean, beyond this list, there has been an insane amount of movie trailers that have come out. Um, I'm also probably going to see It Chapter 2 tomorrow. So, very excited. With Kevin? About that. Yes. Okay. Because for a brief second, we talked about, you talked about, oh, it would be good for the podcast if we both went to see it alone. Yes. (laughs) And now I don't have to. I can get my friend to go with me. Yes. So, we can still totally talk about what we thought about it, but um, we won't have the experience of seeing it alone, I guess. I've already seen the climax of it. Because it was in a trailer. <laughs> That's another yes, podcast in... topic, by the way. I was watching some trash TV. <laughs> Not nerdy at all. And there was those little TV spots, you know, that are like 10, 15 seconds long that come out the couple weeks before a movie. Mm-hmm. And this one showed me the whole climax. Like, I know... What happens with Eddie? I know who is there. I know where the rest of them are. I know how they kill Pennywise. And I was like, I mean, I already knew how it ended because I looked it up before. But I was still, yeah, I know it now. The fact that I know the lighting, I know the show, <laughs> the ending so often is just crazy to me. But that's an yeah. entire side rant anyway that was a side note that's been baffling me all week um in other trailers featuring clowns a full trailer for the joker uh featuring joaquin phoenix did come out the movie itself comes out on the 4th of october but has um already been seen by quite a few critics because it was at a film festival recently and i'm not sure which one it was i think it was the venice film festival um and since the trailer came out and since reviews of the movie came out, I have just supremely mixed emotions about this film in general. Um, because yeah. watching the trailer, I was kind of like, well, I mean, I, I'll give it a chance. I'll go see it. But this looks like two hours of Joaquin Phoenix being punched in the face to me. And yeah. at the end of the trailer, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of felt like I, I don't really need a movie that makes me feel bad for the Joker. Like, I'm okay with an origin story, sure, but I, I don't need to see him as a complex whatever. Like, why can't he just be a crazy person? You know, and based yeah. on the reviews that have come out, eh, I don't I don't really know what I'm getting into. I mean, it apparently got an eight-minute standing ovation at the film festival, which is just crazy and self-indulgent. But, 
I'm sure I'm sure yeah. Joaquin Phoenix does an, an incredible well-acted performance but some of the reviews have hinted that it doesn't really um make it clear that this is still a bad guy that you should not like at the end of the day and yeah. um one one review used the phrase it's a rallying cry for incels which, which is, is not I think the worst thing you, yeah, you could say about something that's not something that makes me want to see a movie for sure but I will say there were reviews I read about once upon a time in Hollywood before I saw it that were just completely ridiculous in what they were complaining about so I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket I have concerns so yeah the once upon a time reviews in my experience did not complain about the right thing no well they did not line up with my complaints that were mostly like what was the point of this and this and this yeah yeah but some of the some of the (laughs) social justice type things they were complaining about I was just like I didn't get that at all yeah so okay but yeah I'm not sure if I'll see Joker or not honestly We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure Joaquin Phoenix gave his all. Yes. And most of the reviews have said, like, it's shot really well. I'm sure it is. But. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> just might not be a good time. Yes. Very on the fence. So. Yeah. Um, we also, from D23, got... A little bit more footage for Rise of Skywalker, which comes out on the 20th of December. It was a pretty exciting little video package in general. It had clips from all of the previous eight films and was kind of a, it was almost like a a previously on (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) And (laughs) had a little bit more additional footage from Rise of Skywalker, including a scene at the very end with Ray looking quite Sith-like and wielding a double-sided red lightsaber. Yes. Which was... That opened like a Swiss army knife. Yes. It was <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Um, I have since... Uh, not because of this trailer. I think this theory was had traction before then, but I saw it pop up a lot after this trailer that there is a fan theory that Ray is, in fact, a clone of Emperor Palpatine. And so that's where the Emperor Palpatine laugh in the trailer and all of that is coming from and that her parents are really just Palpatine. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, which <laughs> that would be. What a, like, that's like the worst draw of the lottery of getting parents you could get. <laughs> yeah. Palpatine. So. But he does narrate the trailer. Yes. As well. It's not just his laugh. Yeah. Yeah. He had the, um more of the narration too so i'm still not sure what rise of skywalker is because that mean that seems to indicate another skywalker is rising from somewhere um which seems like the obvious choice would be ray but not sure i've i've always felt like kylo definitely wasn't just full-on evil no, I think um, Kylo Kylo's story is he's been always fighting the good in him. And Rey's is like most guy or uh, most Jedi is fighting the bad in her. Cuz that's always been like the through line through Star yeah. Wars, right? 
is that you, no matter, it's a very fine line and good people fall to the bad side mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I think the Ray with the red lightsaber is the clone. Oh, you think there's a, not there's real a separate Rey? clone? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'd be interesting if they made Ray go full to the dark side and ended it with her being a bad guy. But I don't think they have the guts to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly. And I, I would be a little disappointed if, honestly, our our uh, female Jedi ended up being the one that went back. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I fully expect a lot of people won't like it because it's the end of a massive series and the end of a trilogy within itself. And that tends uh -huh. to just be... Those are hard. They're hard to pull off even remotely correctly. So um, definitely looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. I'm so. I'm pretty sure I'll like it because I've liked these yes. ones. <laughs> I've liked 7, 8, 9. Rogue One, I found out recently on the internet, as in yesterday, is hated by a lot of people and I am And that bewildered. baffles me. I liked Rogue One a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think Rogue One is one of, maybe this is my millennial speaking but I think Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies out of all of them. Yeah, I really loved that one. So. Yeah. Anyway, excited for that. Yes. Another trailer that came out recently was The King, which is a Netflix movie that comes out in the fall. I think I saw a release date recently. Um, it's going to do a very limited theater release first. Like a New York, Los Angeles thing. Yeah, just like big and cities. And then it'll be on Netflix. Um, I think it was also at the Venice Film Festival and got mixed reviews. <laughs> Whatever. Quote Whatever unquote. that means. <laughs> it has Timothy Chalamet in it and what's her face? Rose Lily. L Lily Depp? Rose Depp. Yeah. Johnny mm -hmm. Depp's daughter. daughter. Mm -hmm. um, currently my favorite Depp because... We all know what happened to Johnny. It's Depp currently in my favorite years. and least on uh, least problematic dip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also has my Batman, Robert Pattinson in it. My Batman. Long hair. <laughs> I I still I will die on the hill that I think he's gonna be a great Batman. My president and I've already <laughs> Robert <yes>. Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, my Batman has finally arrived for the first time in my life. <laughs> Actually, I do. I do think he'll be really good. I know some people immediately just think of like Twilight and Edward and whatever. Robert Pattinson is a very good actor. If you have not yeah. seen Lost City of Z, you should watch it. And when we went and saw that film, I didn't know he was in that movie. And I didn't realize that was him until like at least hour two. Yeah. Because he I don't was... think we realized it until... He... I think we were on a raft and he jumped off of it and it hit the right angle. And we were both like, wait, that's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> that is Robert Pattinson? Yes. He is a very good actor. Also, Kristen Stewart is a really good actress. She really is. <laughs> um, now yes. that she's like gotten past her teenage angsty roles and is doing some other stuff. Um, yeah. She is really good. So. I mean, were, was anyone very good at their jobs when they were actual literal teenagers i mean i wasn't no <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know 
<laughs> uh, I think it. I will definitely watch it. I like. I gotta support my Batman. Yes, in a great blonde and wig. Like the rest of the world, I like Timothy Chalamet. And it's about King Henry V. So yeah, everybody cool. loves a King Henry. They were all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> seems cool. Check it out. Another trailer that came out actually a couple months ago, but for some reason neither of us really saw it until recently, was Doctor Sleep, which is a Stephen King novel, which I actually didn't know until about an hour ago <laughs> when I watched the trailer that it is a sequel to The Shining, and it's about grown-up Danny. The movie comes out November 8th. What I gathered from the trailer is it's adult Danny having PTSD. <laughs> I I mean, in a nutshell. <laughs> and probably a literal demon. Yes. Scratching in his well. Yeah. And the lady in the bathtub makes her triumphant return. Yes. And it was interesting <laughs> to me in this trailer, which I have not read Dr. Sleep. I have actually not read The Shining yet. I've seen The Shining, of course. But my goal is to read The Shining and Dr. Sleep before this movie comes out, which is a little bit of an undertaking because they are both approaching 700 pages. Because my friend Stephen cannot write a book under 500 pages. So, I mean, I think some of them are, but by and large, they are not. And what was really interesting to me is it is clearly referencing in the trailer Stanley Kubrick's uh, movie version of The Shining, which I have read before that Stephen King does not like. And... Yeah, I think he said before. He's, he's not, not too not fond of too it. Fond and of it, it is obviously a, a very well-loved film. Very critically acclaimed film. A few fundamental ways, which I think, I mean, obviously it worked. It made it a great film. Um, my guess is, I've always kind of thought Stephen King didn't like that version from maybe a place of pride a little bit kind of like oh someone took and changed fundamental pieces of my work and it was really well received that's kind of you know which I understand if that's the case um obviously he was okay with giving the movie rights for Dr. Sleep and getting this movie made and must be on board with it clearly referencing Kubrick's film because it even uses this the, the same theme music so yeah he has been a lot more accepting and I'm not saying he was mean before, but nicer in like the past yeah. 10 or so years. He was just, I think, before more of just an artist really invested in his work. I mean, I get it, you know, and it's, I think the thing, or I guess I shouldn't say I think because I've obviously never been in this position, <laughs> but my assumption has always been that as a writer, when you get really popular and it, it would be exciting to have your work turned into something for the screen, but that requires so much of um, you letting go of control, unless you're J.K. Rowling, and that, I know that must be hard, but it's, it must be really hard to know that, like, your work is so beyond you, and even you as the author, like, your interpretation of endings and stuff aren't even the ones that matter. Yeah. A lot of the time. That would be a really odd position to be in for sure. It would. He does seem to like the It movies. Yes. And he, he said he liked the new Pet Cemetery, which I liked too. So. If you, side note, if you want to read a great blog post of an author totally ripping 
apart the movie versions. Um, you need to read Rick Riordan's total takedown of the Percy Jackson movies, which I think is oh. justified. <laughs> those, were, those were not very good. No, and he he did say this was like maybe last year he made this post or this interview. I think it was a post on mm-hmm. his blog or his website. And man, it's a little cathartic. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, those gosh. books are very good and the movies are very bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look for that. Coming up in November, this one on November 1st. Um, I think this one came out a couple months ago. That was at least the first time I saw it. But there's been a trailer release for Terminator Dark Fate, which is you know, film number 87 franchise. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah. But this one actually has, um, you know, 50, 60 year old Sarah Connor, which is just really exciting to me. It's Laura, uh, um, Linda Hamilton. I almost said Laura. Uh, you know, has the original actress and she's here still totally kicking butt, um, even though she's a little bit older now and has gray hair, which this is kind of similar to me um, thinking about the Halloween movies and bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. And I am here for this, like, middle yeah. age woman coming back into her franchise and still totally owning it. Um, the trailer's pretty exciting. I mean, there's a few people that are clearly on the losing end of things and Sarah rolls up in her truck and like completely firebombs the Terminator that's there. So, um, there's a really creepy slowed down version of a song playing in the trailer. I mean, all great elements. Seems like it's going to be a pretty good time shoving popcorn in my face. Yeah. I'm liking this new trend of instead of remaking the movies with a young cast again, um, doing a continuation with the same actors and yeah actors and it, this has. obviously has Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in the it. middle age and they go find him in what looks like a cabin in the woods living his old Terminator life <laughs> so <laughs> I mean this should definitely be an interesting movie another trailer that we added on here because it's a a sci-fi movie that's not part of like a, a franchise is Gemini Man has Will Smith in it comes out October 11th. Uh, when I watched the trailer earlier, I called it Will Smith's midlife crisis movie, which is also a trend right now for some Hollywood. Will men. Smith starring alongside Will Smith, punching Will Smith, and fighting Will Smith. Real aged Will Smith punching young Will Smith, trying to take over, you know, his his spot in. Yeah, I mean, a clear metaphor, right? <laughs> there, There's just a lot of uh, middle age, not middle age, but midlife crisis movies about men recently. Maybe not a lot. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was Quentin Tarantino's midlife crisis movie. And I think it was for Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt as well. Yes, and I think Quentin Tarantino even said something along those lines, too. Yeah. But this one, I hadn't heard really anything about it before I saw the trailer but I mean it looks interesting I will say Will Smith is someone even when he makes movies that really aren't that great he just seems like the greatest human being he does seem like a very nice person yes he never has 
you know, weird scandals from him being a jerk or gross or creepy. He has two kids who are very clearly, you know, following their own dreams and their own paths and are great people too. Like, um, Jaden had that food and water truck in Flint, Michigan for a while. And I think he still does. They do a lot of charity work. Uh, he has a great marriage with Jada and they all just seem like such wonderful people. Like, I would love to meet him, honestly, because he just seems like a pretty rare human being. Um, so, you know, I'm always happy to go see a Will Smith movie. I thought he was good in Aladdin recently. I actually really liked his interpretation of Genie. So, he seems to love doing sci-fi type stuff. Yeah. I've always, something I've always liked about him is he never allowed people or media to refer to Jada as Will Smith's wife. He's always he's always been like, no, she's a human and she does a lot of her own shit. She's not just like Will Smith's wife. Will yeah. Smith's wife, yeah. <laughs> I think there was even an interview or something where he introduced himself as Jada Pinkett Smith's husband once, too, which yeah. is pretty great. So, I mean, just based on the fact that I think Will Smith is pretty dang awesome, I'll probably <laughs> check this yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, it looked like you know, a concept that we've probably explored other places before, but that's fine. We'll check it out. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Another one, a sequel coming out October 18th is Zombieland Double Tap. Everyone's very excited. It has a scare zone at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, because they just want me to suffer now. Yes, because they're <laughs> just hurting my soul. Uh, it has all the same original cast in it. Except, obviously, um, Little Rock grew up. Quite but a still bit. Abigail Breslin. <laughs> she's, a, she's in her young 20s now, I think. I don't know mm-hmm. how old her character will be in the movie, but she'll be at least an older teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has... Wow, there was a ton of people in that trailer. Thomas Middleditch was in it. As, like, the the... The Mirror of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, what's his name? No, wait. No. Luke Wilson. Luke, he's, his brother's name he's is Owen. Owen Wilson. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Luke Wilson or is it Owen Wilson that's in it? They look very It's similar. It's not Owen it's Wilson. Luke. It's Luke. Okay. I know there was other people in there, too. It looks super great. I'm here for it. Yeah. It looks like the same kind of, you know, dumb humor and yeah i mean i loved the first zombie land and i'm excited that this movie is even happening at all so yeah it's been 10 years yes very exciting and then the last trailer we had on the list that actually leads in nicely to the next section of what we're talking is frozen 2 which comes out the 22nd of november that good old thanksgiving time slot that disney loves now i will say frozen is a great film it's great. It's a great Disney movie. Um, I think I definitely have, am a little over it because of this, the huge hype and just it being everywhere in every Disney thing all the time. And I think obviously it's popular with the public and Disney's going to take advantage of that. And I, I don't fault them for that. I just wish like Princess and the Frog had gotten, you know, that level of crazy 
fan popularity among it. But um, I didn't hate Frozen. I think it was a good movie. Frozen 2, I'm sure, will be good. The trailers for it are actually kind of interesting um, and seemed a little bit darker. Um, I think it has something to do with them, uh, Anna and Elsa, trying to figure out what happened to their parents. Oh. Um, even though I think in the first movie, if I remember right, there was like a, a boat wreck was insinuated. Yes. but It was very Tarzan. Yeah. And I think this is more figuring out how Elsa came to be the way she is you know that kind of thing but um the trailer has this interesting scene at the beginning with Elsa at the ocean in the middle of the night trying to freeze her own little runway to run up it and actually not succeeding (laughs) so (laughs) I don't know if I'm gonna see it over Thanksgiving weekend but I'll see it sometime I will see it if there is a 22 minute Coco short before it (laughs) that'll be the (laughs) trade-off If yeah. you play me a 22 minutes. If there's not, oh. not coming. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch it someday when it's uh, on VHS. <laughs> I'll put it in my videotape player. <laughs> uh, that leads into news that came out of D23, both about the parks and Disney Plus and movies, Disney movies in the next few years. Um, A very big one, at least to us. Other people might not consider it huge, but it is... Epcot is finally getting refurbed, Mm -hmm. which it has needed since we worked at Epcot in 2011. Yes, and probably before then, honestly. Um, Yes. Some of the announced changes I'm obviously very excited for. Some are pretty bittersweet for me. Um, Some changes have already happened. I actually worked at Innoventions, which used to be right on the other side of Spaceship Earth and is no longer, I don't even know what's there now. It's not Innoventions. Innoventions is gone together. But those buildings are going to be going through some big changes as part of this upcoming refurbishment. But I also saw, um, pretty sure, uh, what is, I keep wanting to call it Coke Corner and it's not Coke Corner. Club Cool? Uh. Yes, going away. Cool. No more Beverly. No, I kind of hope they'll just move that somewhere else because that's like, how do you have an Epcot experience without taking a new person in to Club Cool and making them drink Beverly unexpectedly? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a rite of passage. But the biggest, I would say, fundamental change that seems to be happening is um, it's no longer just going to be Future World and World Showcase. There will be four total neighborhoods, I think. Yeah, I think it's four, including World Showcase. Yeah, which will still be at section, but Future World is going goodbye, um, which I I get. I get this one because it hasn't, yeah. it hasn't been the essence of Future World for a long time. Um, and I, so I don't, I don't really mind the, uh, changing neighborhoods i think that's actually probably for the best yeah they've been moving towards this for a while um there's there'll be the guardians of the galaxy ride where university of energy used to be uh they're redoing the front they've been working on that which is what's bittersweet for me a little bit because that's where i work 
but it needs to be changed. Yeah, I mean, for a long time, Epcot... It's very, like, 2002. Yeah, it's been kind of this weird shadow of what Epcot was originally intended to be for a long time. And rather than continue to chase whatever Walt had originally wanted the experimental prototype community of tomorrow to be, I think it's for the best to just take a a slightly different direction and that still has the spirit of discovery and all of that um the four total neighborhoods would be world showcase world of celebration which would include um epcot and the buildings that were previously interventions and whatever they're going to be now kind of that front area world of discovery which is where the new guardians of the galaxy roller coaster will be at as well as, I believe that's... Is that where Test Track will be? Yes. Test Track is on that side. And then World of Nature is the other side, which is where the seas, uh, living with the land, and um, Mission Space are currently. So... Wait, Mission Space is on that side? I thought it was on... I thought it was near Test Track. Am I thinking of... I, might, I thought they were on opposite sides. Well, it's been five years since I've been there, and you can tell, because... Hey, uh, I haven't been there five like, years either. We're supposed to I'm be there I'm looking today. at this map, and I can't even, like, exactly tell. I just know the um, World of Discovery is definitely where Universe of Energy was before. So that'll be Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think... Man, I think Test Track is over there. I'll have to look. I'm assuming it is, and I know Mission Space is over there. It's very close to Test So what's the, what's the big thing on the same side where Living with the Land is? Is it just the Land Pavilion? Is that what takes up most of the space? Because I'm like, I had it in my head that like Test Track was on one side and Mission Space was in the same spot on the other, but I think I'm forgetting something. Yeah, Mission Space is by... Down there in the other Test corner. Track. Yeah, it's in that. Yeah, it's in that world discovery, world nature. Um, there's the land pavilion that has Soren and living with the land in it. Uh huh. There's the seas, and there's also the imagination. Oh, it must be that building is big because Soren is in it. So that's what the yeah, and okay. I don't know if it'd be in World Celebration or Nature, but there's that big building that had the, the character spot in it. It kind of led from the middle towards... Uh-huh. It um, attached to Club, with the uh, Club Cool. Yeah. So that's probably... Goodbye. So yeah, there'll definitely be a lot of... A lot of the same setup and a lot of the same spirit of exploration and all of that but um we'll have this discovery side that is more like technology space and random ip characters (laughs) guardians and then we'll have this other side (laughs) that will have more of nature and the planet in our own biosphere um this is going to include a new moana inspired experience i'm assuming the end of it yeah, yeah cool. I'm assuming the end of it will have a Moana meet and greet because well, why wouldn't you? But it looked yeah. like a um, some sort of water walkthrough. So 
I'm hoping it is actually cool and that they're not going to unveil this and it's like a splash pad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would <laughs> be awful. Or something awful like that. <laughs> so we'll see. As far as they've said, there was no announced changes to the Imagination Pavilion. But... Yeah, it was surprised to everyone. Yes, especially because they're going to name that section World of Nature. I mean, that to me says the Imagination Pavilion's days are numbered. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they didn't announce Figment is getting evicted. Yeah, <laughs> or I mean, I would love if they would keep Figment because he's like the last remaining original Epcot character. Yeah. But just give him a new ride, for goodness sake. Like, just yeah. do something so we'll see um i will say the one thing i i've been very accepting of it because even though i am sad to see our epcot from when you know we worked there change um illuminations is gone which hurts my soul a little bit because you know i saw it every night and planned my my the end of my shift around what part of the fireworks were in but the uh, Spaceship Earth, they said, is going to get a revamped story. And it specifically said, new host. And I do not support kicking out Dame Judy Dench. If you want a new story, fine. Just have her still be the host. Like, re- record with her again. I know. That, that, one, I, that one makes me sad. Which I think <laughs> is how people felt when they did away with the original narration and brought Judy Dench in. But... I will be really interested to see if they keep the communication theme because I always liked that. Um, I think it would be cool if yeah. maybe they they changed it to go further with not just the history of communication because we're going to admit here that the Epcot as education specifically, I think that angle is dead. And exploration is very yes. similar, obviously, but... The education piece, I think, is it's dead. It's going away. So I think it would be cool if maybe they made it more of like storytelling rather than the history of communication. That could be cool because that's what connects all of us all over time and all over various places on the globe, right? Storytelling. So if if they remove that little newspaper boy, the, someone needs to tell me if he has a face yes, or not. Yes, because he haunts my dreams. Yes, there's. If you haven't been on it, there's a little and there's animatronics everywhere. But there's a little animatronic newspaper boy from like, I don't know, 1920s ish, and his back is to you, and he's holding a paper, and he's, you know, calling extra, extra what it's about. Yeah, Yeah. and we have wondered forever if he has a face, like if they bothered putting him a face on him. And I have tried every angle possible while still being a good little guest fully in my seat to see if he has a face yeah it and i need to know it's quite (laughs) creepy but on the other side of the world showcase lagoon there is big changes coming over there too um as you already mentioned illuminations is coming to an end at the end of this month to be replaced at some point i in 2020 um they're gonna do a limited time run of some condensed thing called epcot forever which Okay, um, but the new show will be called Harmony Us, with us in capital letters, and I would kind of like to punch someone for that, but uh, 
it's celebrating how the music of Disney inspires people the world over. So I will say the one thing that is kind of a bummer to me about all of this is there's clearly a massive stuffing of Disney characters happening into the new Epcot changes, which, you know, for some people, they're probably like, that's what I go to Disney to see. So why does this matter? But Epcot was never intended to be that. It was supposed to have its own. And yes, characters have been being integrated for a while. And some of these things, admittedly, I'm excited about and I give more pass than others. But you kind of got to accept all of it together. I'm I'm not really sold on this new nighttime spectacular. Uh, what was that parade that you absolutely hated when you oh, worked at Disneyland? Oh, celebrate a street party. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just going to oh be God. that again. Only on See, the that's my fear is that it's going to be celebrate a street party. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'll be cool. Whatever. The thing I am absolutely pumped about is we are getting Remy's Ratatouille adventure in the France Pavilion. Yeah. Um, I hope, hope, hope they do it in the same trackless style that they do in Paris at those parks. Um, I've been on a couple trackless rides when we went to Tokyo Disneyland, and I'm just continuously baffled that we don't do them here. Like, it's so weird to me. So I'm going to be really mm-hmm. upset if they don't do it that way but it's um coming in summer 2020 so they've been yeah so that's pretty fast way before it was announced um they're also getting a new table and quick service option uh restaurant in paris they're getting a uh the impressions de france film will be joined by the new beauty and the beast sing-along which for reference in disneyland uh, way back in 1995 the live stage version of the Beauty and the Beast sing-along is the thing where I sucked candy up my nose and got to go to the L.A. Trauma Center. So, I mean... <laughs> ah, yeah, memories. This is very nostalgic <laughs> for me. Um, I got... We have to go and I'll drop a nerd on the ground. And, and I can snort it <laughs> up my nose and then we can go to the Orlando Trauma years Center. Ago. You know, it'll be great. <laughs> um, there's a new Canada film coming to their Circle Vision uh, 360 Pavilion. China's also getting a new film. So I'm glad they're keeping the education piece about the countries and the celebration of the countries. And there is also, um, oh, this is going back to the new neighborhoods outside of World Showcase. Again, I'm backing up a little bit. But this they had previously announced that they were expanding the Mission Space Pavilion and their adding in a new restaurant space 220 that will be a fancy sit-down place that which is funny connected to the ride that makes people puke quite a few people puke you know it's great (laughs) um but apparently you will be able to look out the windows and it's supposed to be like you're floating above earth and the view will be um in time with what time it actually is outside so like if you're eating at 8 p.m at night it will be nighttime on the earth outside your windows. So, yeah. Oh, real quick, related to nighttime space outside <laughs> your windows that actually we did not put on here was the Star Wars hotel. Oh, yes, that got delayed and then wasn't going to happen and now yes. it's going to happen and yeah. And 
it's not like a regular hotel. Like you check in for like two days and you stay there for two days. And you uh, you get assigned to your room and there's not like normal windows. It like looks like space and there's like, it's like, it seems more like a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Like you check into it, you do things just there for two days and then you check out and go to a regular hotel. Which part of me, it sounds really cool, but another part of me that gets very freaked out about space, I don't want yeah. my windows to look like I'm actually in space. So it doesn't sound like you would like that restaurant <laughs> I don't think I can do it. either. <laughs> Chelsea no. will not be doing an advanced dining reservation at Space 220. No. And I don't know if I could do the Star Wars Experience Hotel, even though I would, if it just had normal windows, yeah. I'd be all over it. I want to do Star Wars, all Star Wars, all day, nothing yes. else for two days, but I don't want it to, I don't, I need to see yeah. the real outside. I need to come down to earth, literally, <laughs> at least once a day. Yes. Um, the only other thing I had on the list of the Epcot refurbishment is the UK Pavilion is getting a recreation of the neighborhood from Mary Poppins. So, okay. I mean, there's going to be a lot. Oh. We also saw that tweet. That was not official. That was like a college or something that had one of their alumni. And it said he was going to Brazil to recruit people to work at the new Brazil Pavilion in Epcot. And And then it still wasn't announced. There was no Brazil Pavilion announced. I mean, that's been a rumor forever. And it seems like a duh addition to World Showcase. But I will be really interested to see when that is finally announced. Yeah. Um, other parks news that was announced. They gave some more details about the Avengers Campus area coming to California Adventure in Anaheim, featuring a Quinjet-focused ride for Ant-Man. And Spider-Man ride? Is that still happening? I feel like it is. I'm pretty sure I saw they are putting a Spider-Man ride there, because they can have... Yep those marvel characters in california they just can't build a spider-man ride currently in universal or or in orlando because universal has spider-man ride there but i'm pretty sure i saw that they were going to put one yeah so i don't know if that's changing or i don't know i don't know what that's i guess will remains to be seen but i mean in the poster announcements and you know mock-ups Spider-Man had a pretty prominent presence, so we'll see, I guess. Um, in parks across uh, across the pond a little bit, um, the Hong Kong Park <clears throat> is getting a Frozen-themed roller coaster. Um, Great. And I don't know that they had other major announcements for, like, Shanghai or... Tokyo. Tokyo announced previously that um, Disney Sea was getting a, uh, a new area, but they didn't announce that at, at D23. We did talk about the, the Galaxy's Edge Hotel coming to Orlando. Um, obviously, both Galaxy Edge, uh, Galaxy's Edges <laughs> are both open now, um, <laughs> but both opened with just the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride. The Rise of the Resistance ride is not open yet at either park um, because they decided to do this in phases, which 
from a PR perspective, it has been really interesting for both because Universal opened the new Hagrid's motorbike adventure in Orlando um, over the summer. And they had for an entire weekend, insane, 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 like 10 hour waits. And oh, yeah, my friend waited 12 hours. I followed him. I followed his Instagram story that entire day. It was wild. Yeah, it it was crazy. <laughs> and then when Galaxy's Edge opened in Disneyland, they did a reservation system where you had to have, you know, reservations to come into the area at all. And at the time I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea because it gives you a better experience." And and what this all resulted in was not what they were hoping for, I think, because People were anticipating huge crowds to come see this opening. And so the hotels jacked up their prices and they blocked out lower tiered annual pass holders. And what this has resulted in all summer is a dead Disneyland. No one yeah. there. It would have been a great time. Oh, we should have gone because it was like walk on <laughs> constantly. And Disney said, oh, it's because we're trying to preserve the guest experience. This is what we wanted. This is great. Which is baloney. And so then. Yeah, they only say that when not as many people show up as they expect. Yeah. And so then it opened in Florida um, just about a week ago now. And they didn't do a reservation system. And I think in the back of their mind, they were thinking, now we're going to get our huge line for the, you know, the media. And the first day they did have a very huge line to get into the area that quickly tapered off. And by that evening, you could wait a half hour for Smuggler's Run. Now... Yeah. Part of this was people, I think, avoiding checking it out until the full thing was open. Part of this was also obviously Hurricane Dorian, which mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney did not plan on. But overall, I think from a PR standpoint, I would I think the Galaxy's Edge opening was kind of a bust for them. Yeah. All said and done, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I'm still very excited to check it out myself. I've heard from people that have been that the theming is really incredible. Mm-hmm, I've heard too. Smuggler's Run is a lot of fun, but the ride that's supposed to be the groundbreaking ride is Rise of the Resistance, and it's not open yet. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see. Um, we did also have this weird period last week where the special Coke and Sprite bottles that they had in Galaxy's Edge that are custom made, they, they look honestly kind of like little grenades. But they're custom made for Galaxy's Edge. There was this whole kerfuffle where they were banned by the TSA in carry-on and checked baggage. So Yeah, because they look like little grenades. Yeah, because they look like it. replicas. <laughs> and the TSA did post a statement that said, you can put them in your checked baggage. It's fine. So, <laughs> But just expect your bag will be searched. Yes. <laughs> Probably. So that, thankfully, I'm sure someone at Disney was calling TSA and were like, did you really ban them? <laughs> Can we change that? Bob Iger. Um, boop, 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 boop. He has TSA on speed dial. <laughs> probably. So <laughs> a ton of parks things announced, um, which is exciting. They also obviously announced Disney Plus and started the initial um, signups for it. I'm still interested to see if Netflix has to like dump every piece of Disney content they have because I haven't seen any indication that they're doing that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, 
you know, initially when they first announced this, I was like, I'm not getting Disney Plus just to watch Disney movies I've already seen. But yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> they are going to have a ton of exclusive content to this platform. Um, some of the, I mean, just a, a brief list of some of the stuff that was announced. A live action Lady and the Tramp movie, which is just insane to me that it's happening anyway. But it's going on Disney Plus and not in a wide theater release. The two dogs they have are very cute. They, they had very a very cute. cute red carpet appearance which was adorable. Um, and the the dog that they have playing Tramp in the movie um, is actually a dog they found in an animal shelter, which is really cool. So um, they announced that. There's a Mandalorian Star Wars series featuring Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, which, which is, is crazy. super crazy. Um, there's the previously announced Loki and... Um, Scarlet Vision, is that what they're calling it? WandaVision. WandaVision. And the WandaVision shows. Um, There's also a Hawkeye show. There's also Winter Soldier and Falcon show. Is that a show or is that one a movie? (laughs) That's a show. That's a show. Um, There's also going to be a She-Hulk show. I think there's more Marvel shows that we haven't even said. Um. There's also going to be a show that was something like The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which, yeah. okay. Um, there right. is going to be a, a new Lizzie McGuire series featuring Hilary Duff as adult Lizzie McGuire, but she will still have her um, 15-year-old animated self as her little angel on her shoulder. So that should be interesting for sure um they also very clearly said that she's married and it's not to gordo so what the heck (laughs) i think they're i don't know if it's still on i didn't watch it but when they made girl meets world with Uh um the boys meet world yeah grown up i think that went well i hope i'm not sure that one is and i know they they redid uh that's so raven with her as an adult. Is that currently on the Disney Channel? I'm not sure if it's still on, but it was on Disney Channel before. So. Well, I'm, I remember seeing stuff about they were going to do that again. With yeah, Raven it Simone, was. And then it just kind of disappeared. It was on, at least for a while, because I had seen a couple episodes of it. So. Okay. That's interesting. Um, there was also a few movies either announced or more details given. They gave the uh, first photo of Cruella starring Emma Stone that will be out in 2021. Um, She was definitely a um, different version of Cruella, but she still had crazy hair and, Uh you know, all of that. She will be, she's an interesting choice for that role. So um, that will be, it'll be interesting to see. Um, They did announce Black Panther 2 coming out in 2022, so we got a long way to go. Which I don't know. So that long? one is way out there. Why? Part of me... <laughs> Give me a good part reason. Part of me really wondered if uh, <clears throat> there was a major Spider-Man storyline in that one. I mean, I could I could very well see, like, Spider-Man Shuri collaboration on something happening, or him 
being involved yeah and somehow. maybe they have to change it so maybe they're redoing yeah it. that sucks um and then <laughs> the previously announced black widow movie coming out in 2020 they released a poster um i think it's pretty clear now that this movie is pre endgame avengers all of that so yeah that's uh kind of what we expected and they did confirm the eternals is actually happening Kit Harrington is going to be in it. Along with everybody else. Um, what's his name that played Rob Stark? He's very successful after Game of Thrones. He's also in The Bodyguard. Um, he's going to mm-hmm. be in it. Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in it. Angelina Jolie randomly is going to I always think it's very random when Angelina Jolie yeah. shows up anywhere. <laughs> but this feels extra random. um i know there's other they have like quite the cast for it yeah did they have a timeline ryan's gonna be in it (laughs) kevin is also in it so is detective mittens um did they have a a date for when that one comes out uh i don't know i don't Hmm. remember one yeah so a lot a lot of interesting stuff announced at D23. Uh, Rob Stark's actor's name is Richard Madden, by the way. So he'll be in yes. that too. <laughs> Switching gears to something entirely different. Um, we got more information about Death Stranding, the video game coming out in finally in November, which to give background on this, if you're unaware, um, I can't remember how many years ago it was now, but it was it was a couple years ago that the uh, a trailer, playable trailer, PT, was released for a game called Silent Hills, which was supposed to be part of the Silent Hill series. And the trailer um, picked up a lot of steam on YouTube um, because there was several big name YouTubers that played through it. It was terrifying absolutely terrifying yeah it was Um, scary it i'm a wuss it's not the kind of thing i could have played through myself but i really appreciate the storylines and um detail that goes into these silent hill things and in general it was insanely well received and then if you get to the um end or i think you could earlier if you can at least get to a point in the trailer where you can see your own character's face in the mirror um it was very clearly norman reedus who had done the motion capture for this character well, um, things went sideways between, um, I'm trying to remember the, uh, the full company's name. So I make sure I get that correct. Um, but things went sideways with, uh, Kojima Productions, which the main director designer there being Hideo Kojima. I hope I'm saying his name right. But he was originally with konami before very big video game production house and he was working with del toro on this silent hills game and things just went sideways and they parted ways with konami but if i'm remembering this correctly konami disbanded but they had the rights to silent hill um or there was there was just some overlap there to where they couldn't do the game the way they were going to do So Kojima Productions instead took a lot of the work they had done, kept Norman Reedus, kept 
Del Toro in some capacity and created a new game that's going to be published by Sony called Death Stranding. Um, and it, in typical Silent Hill type game style, some of the trailers for it have been insanely weird, but it looks insanely good at the same time. Um, a full trailer was finally released as well as individual character uh, spotlight trailers. So a lot of footage came out for that. Um, just some highlights. The little baby that we've seen both Del Toro's character and Norman Reedus's character carrying around um, in previous footage are apparently called bridge babies that you connect via umbilical cords so you can get to the other uh, side kind of all of the matrix basically um norman reedus's character also has a weaponized urination mechanic (laughs) (laughs) so i don't i don't even know what to say i don't know so not not only can you know urinate in the game if you really feel like you need to you can use it as a weapon so great it's so excited yes. so i'm sure it's gonna be bananas off the wall but i am very interested in seeing what silent hills pt actually became so yeah or that crazy insanely scary 20 minute little trailer like what it manifested yeah into. and if that has anything any relevance to this yeah the trailer for this didn't didn't seem nearly as scary as that was. No, not not as much. I can't really judge without actually playing it, which I probably won't actually play. It. I'll probably watch a let's play. But you know, that's fine too. <laughs> uh, another thing, random thing that's happening is Matrix Four, with the original director and Keanu Reeves. As I said in our last podcast we are here for keanu reeves living his best life right now yeah i i'll take matrix four i'll take it again with the original people it will also have um carrie ann moss is also signed on to do it perfect and you know i'm just here for uh i would say atlanta i'm not sure if she pronounces atlanta but i'm just excited for lena wachowski yeah um i don't think her sister is um part of the fourth film but you know i'm i'm excited to see where it goes i will readily admit i didn't like the third matrix at all i think I no think i think the did. first one was was brilliant and i think it actually pretty well holds up but i yeah. don't think the other two held up to that so we'll see how that goes uh, the Aladdin and Lion King 90s games that give me more flashbacks to the Elephant Graveyard are being brought back. Hooray. Do you remember the Beauty and the Beast game that was on a floppy disk? Yes, and do you remember the Beauty and the Beast game that was on the little handheld thing? Yes, that's the one where um, I think that game taught me about consent yes. when I was very little. Because there's that game where Gaston grabs your hand and you, and have, you have to, to go, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> you have to pull your hand away. Yeah, and you have to get it to drop the hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like I got to the elephant graveyard in the Lion King one, but I feel like 
before that, I spent most of my time trying to do that dumb thing when you have to pounce on Zazu. Oh, yeah. That one was fun because we could do it. I don't know if I ever beat the elephant graveyard. I don't think I did. So I don't remember the Aladdin one as much. I don't either. I remember flying the carpet, but I don't really remember any details. Yeah. So, I I mean, I liked the new Spyro. I liked the Crash Bandicoot update. So, we'll see what those are like. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot was still just as freaking hard. Yeah. And I think even harder, honestly. <laughs> Um, back in June or July, we had, as we do every year, Comic-Con in San Diego, and there were a few, uh, big things that were mentioned then, um, that we haven't gotten to talk about on other podcasts yet. One was the announcement of Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, the next movie, where Natalie Portman was not only announced to be in the movie... She was given her hammer and announced as the incoming iteration of Thor. Yes. So. And Chris Hemsworth, Thor, will also be there. Yes. So nobody freak out that the feminists are taking over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this Lady will be. Lady Thor is a comic book character. <laughs> yeah. This will be a very interesting, um, interesting thing to see how they take this, especially because Valkyrie is like king at the moment. Yeah. Um. Which Tessa Thompson also said at Comic-Con in response to a question about Valkyrie. Um, I think something along the lines of what was she going to do next, basically. And Tessa Thompson said something along the lines of, well, every king needs a queen. So I assume that's Valkyrie's next focus. So. Yeah. I hope they actually do something with that and don't barely skirt around the edge like they did with Beauty and the Beast. And then, you know. Yeah, I'm very curious how they'll bring her character back in, yes. because she's been gone. Yeah, and she's been out of it, so... Yeah, because they they broke up. What movie was that? Hmm. Avengers 2? Oh, gosh. It was, yeah. it was a while ago, for sure. I remember it was the one where they were having the little get-together party. It mm-hmm. had to be Avengers 2, where Captain America almost lifted the hammer. Mm-hmm. And now there's the theory that he actually realized he could have lifted it then and pretended not to but it was at that party Sora was saying oh me and Jane are taking some space yeah or something like yeah. that yeah yeah so I'm I don't think they've uh begun production on that yet but I'm looking forward no. to that one um we already talked about this Falcon and Winter Soldier have their show it comes out sometime next year on Disney plus uh, Snowpiercer is becoming a TV show. <laughs> Which I liked Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that, it has um, Chris Evans, America's ass in it. And yes. <laughs> he, uh, the, the basic plot is that Earth has entered another ice age and the people who are remaining alive are all having to live on a train that's constantly moving. And the poor people live in a crappy part of the caboose, and they don't want to do it anymore. So <laughs> it's actually really, it's a good movie. It's really interesting. Um, I think it could make a really good TV show. So that'd be interesting. Also in TV, previously announced, but looking forward to sometime this fall, Watchmen on HBO. Um, which is another one I think is pretty well made for a TV show. Yeah, it's set in modern times. It's not a reiteration of the Watchmen novel. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't f- 
fully sure what was happening in the trailer, <laughs> to be quite honest. Which sounds like me watching the Watchmen film originally anyway, but... Yeah, but I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I really like Watchmen, so I'll try yes. it. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness was announced. It'll come out in 2021, which again, why so long? And again, with the, the multiverse uh, yeah. popping up again. But, uh, the multiverse, as we've currently actually seen it, was in Into the Spider-Verse. Which yes. is not Spider-Man MCU. and Sony, and now Spider-Man is not allowed. Which is kind of sad, because I had this grand idea before that happened that maybe multiverse would play into that a little bit, and we would get Miles. And mm-hmm. we would have two Spider-Mans in the MCU. Which would be really cool. Yeah. At least for a movie. And maybe Tobey Maguire would show up. I I would love it. <laughs> I mean, I would be completely here for that. But no, um, my dreams are crushed. <laughs> uh, just a few days ago, on August 30th, the long-awaited Dark Crystal Age of Resistance show premiered on Netflix, which I have not watched yet. Have you watched any of that yet? I have not watched it yet either. Um, I've heard pretty good things. I definitely want to watch it because I loved The Dark Crystal. (laughs) Another thing is there's a Walking Dead movie, which I actually didn't know until I saw your note. Yes. And I'm not sure what that means. It was Andrew Lincoln that said that. So I'm assuming Rick Grimes is involved here. Oh, well, I I, I knew there was the announcement that Rick Grimes was going to either have his own spinoff TV Mm -hmm. show or his own spinoff movie. And it sounded like it was AMC was gonna have it but i guess it's going to be in the theater <laughs> honestly yeah we all know so. how i feel about walking dead at this point i liked rick a long time ago i'm not interested in seeing him do anything if he's not yelling coral at some point he'll call the ghost phone and call coral <laughs> maybe he'll turn into a robot yeah. <laughs> just take it an entirely different direction <laughs> why not I mean, that's what i kind of need yeah. from walking dead at this point <laughs> Um, it news I'm actually more excited about. There will be two more Halloween sequels featuring Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I saw the, I, I wouldn't say reboot. I would say actual sequel last year, um, which I think was just called Halloween. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I loved how they referenced the fact that those of us watching this movie knew there was like this multitude of other Halloween sequels that apparently just didn't matter. Um, there was a little scene with her daughter in the film and someone asking like, yeah, you know, all that crazy stuff that happened, uh, that happened to um, your grandma, or I should say her granddaughter, um, that happened to your grandma. And, you know, didn't, didn't they find out that it was her brother that did that? Because that's something that happens in Halloween 2 when they make the connection that Michael Myers is actually her brother and uh is Laurie Strode's brother and she says no that's just a bunch of stories people made up so she's actually saying like all these Halloween sequels were all just you know the stories other people were telling fan fiction um but it was a great movie it was a lot of fun it was scary sure but it was funny it was well done it was well acted um and they're gonna do two more films with Jamie Lee Curtis one called Halloween Kills and one called Halloween Ends. So they are going to actually make a quartet of movies, essentially. 
and stop with the fourth one. And they just announced that Kyle Richards, who starred as Lindsay Wallace, the um, girl she was babysitting in the first one, will be back in the next one. Yeah, yeah which is yeah, nice. It's pretty cool. Uh, other movie news, Suicide Squad 2, which is still being directed by James Gunn. Um, I, has he even started? I feel like they've been planning this forever. Yeah. And every time I see it pop up in something, it just, like, continues to grow its crazy cast. Like, the internals. Yes. <laughs> um, it now includes Taka Waititi, Peter Capaldi, and Pete Davidson. And Pete Davidson. <laughs> and Pete Davidson from SNL. <laughs> okay. And you know Peter Capaldi. Yes. Yes, yes. And everyone knows Taka Waititi. I didn't know. I will watch anything Taka Waititi acts in or directs. Yes. So. But, I mean, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I just didn't know he had time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, because he's working on Thor, Love and Thunder, and all of that, too, so. Yeah, and he works on the uh, What We Do in the Shadows TV show, which I am hoping got renewed for another season. Yeah. So, they have my interest again. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, Margot Robbie's in it. No Joker of any sort has been announced to be in For it. For the best. I don't think so. I don't think Jared Leto's been announced. I think. They need to not Joker. Yeah, I do. We need to take a break from the Joker. Um, I'm wondering if this will be set after Birds of Prey, maybe, and not, you know, because I've I've heard that it's a sequel to the first one, but also just a complete reboot. So yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. But they did release more stills from Birds of Prey. And they all feature Margot Robbie in amazing outfits. She's got like pants on pants on pants, which I didn't think her, <laughs> I don't think her costumes were bad in Suicide Squad or anything. Um, I mean, she dressed like Harley Quinn. Well, she really only had the one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she dressed like Harley Quinn would dress, but it, it still was really skimpy, um, which yeah. could be irritating. And in these Birds of Prey ones, she's got real crazy outfits that I think are very Harley Quinn, but it's all pants and button up shirts and crap like that. So, I mean, that's that's cool with me. Yeah, Suicide Squad is either, I don't know, they either have to, like, work well with each other or be completely weirdly separated. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man and Miles Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know... And the Peters in, the, in Spider-Verse. Which, to circle this whole podcast back to the beginning... The one good thing that might come from the MCU breaking with Spider-Man and Sony retaining the rights is maybe, maybe we'll get a Venom crossover with Tom Hardy. With Tom Holland Spider-Man? Yes. See, my brain does not want to put that <laughs> together. Well, Just because he's... The MCU Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's a very and Disney-fied Venom don't... Spider-Man. He's what? a very Disney-fied Disney. Yes, and that's why those two don't want to, like, mix in my yes. head. I enjoyed Venom. I'm looking forward to another one. And I actually think a lot of people did enjoy Venom because 
it's kind of hard it's ridiculous and it's silly and the dialogue is clunky but it's hard to not enjoy it when tom hardy is so clearly having like the time of his life a good time yeah Yeah. and so if they if anything good could come out of this breakup maybe we would get some insane tom hardy tom holland crossover oh man i disagree (laughs) i feel like that would be awful he's not here for it i'm i i'm not interested (laughs) i don't want the two toms to put chelsea in the firmly i just can't see it category well venom was r right was rated r no 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 it was pg-13 oh but like barely they had to cut some stuff out until they got that yeah and it was honestly um some of it that they cut out could have been f-words because you're only allowed to have one f-word in a pg-13 movie and then no matter what else is in it if you got two of them you are rated r yeah that's wild it's just a word (laughs) oh we could go down a real strange rabbit hole with that oh yeah but But i'm hungry so we should not but anyway (laughs) i'll be looking forward to the future venom spider-man crossover and chelsea will not (laughs) no no (laughs) tweet at us and tell us your opinion venom and spidey yes (laughs) or no (laughs) No. well i i will also die on this hill with my batman (laughs) Rob Pattinson. Which I think makes this a great point to wrap up this particular episode. So. Nothing but respect yeah. for my Batman. My president, Rob Pat- Pattinson. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> meantime, while we continue to debate Spider-Man and Venom crossovers <laughs> and Robert Pattinson as Batman, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nerdascended. You can send us an email at nerdascendedpodcast at gmail. And, yeah, talk to you all with more debates and disagreements on Spidey and Venom in the next one. Bye, Bye, nerds. Our intro and outro music is courtesy of Sneaky Creepy on Yummy Sounds. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at NerdAscended. You can also email us at nerdascendedpodcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated.